welcome everyone to the data on Kubernetes community. This is our meetup number 28. Um, my name is Bart Farrell and I have the pleasure of hosting this meetup today titled the Kubernetes Contributor Experience in Fighting Imposter Syndrome with two fantastic, stupendous human beings um, who I'm joined with, yeah, joined by, sorry. And I was actually just kind of reflecting a little bit about how exactly I met Rin. And I'm not sure if it was through KubeCon or it was through LinkedIn or if it was through Twitter, but I think it's through KubeCon. Anyway, maybe a mixture of all the, all the above. Um, but, but anyway, and then through, um, yes, this is, uh, yes, this is, don't worry to everyone who's out there, this is being recorded. We just got a question. That's good. We're already getting questions. This is totally being recorded. Um, this will be uploaded probably on Thursday at the very latest. But like I said, this is going to be action-packed. Um, I really, uh, I, which is why I want to shut up quickly. I just want to remind everyone that you can check out the data on Kubernetes community on our website, dok.community, on Slack. We're also on Twitter. We're also on LinkedIn. We have t-shirts. We're wearing them today, which is very exciting. Um, but anyway, this is a topic that I think is going to provide a lot of value to a lot of folks out there who are maybe a little bit reticent or hesitant or nervous when they're getting involved in this kind of space. But I was talking to Savitha before we got started. And I can't stress this enough, this, this, this community, this world will welcome you with open arms. I've um, only been in it for a while, but my experience being very well received, very well treated and supported, um, despite my many limitations in many areas, has been uh, incredible and exceptional. I was telling Savitha as well is that I'm 35 years old and I've never found a space like this that's so welcoming and supportive. Um, so that being said, I'd like to hear a little bit, um, well, to brief introductions. We have Savita, who's a senior platform engineer at uh, MathWorks, living near Boston. And we have Rin, and they are working at uh, Kamunda as a technical community builder. So there are obviously some very interesting insights. I'm sure Rin will be sharing this with us today about their experience in that kind of work. That being said, I'm going to be quiet and turn it over to you folks. For all the, all the people that are out there in the audience, we've got a slideshow presentation that we want to get through. If you have questions, just put them in the chat and we'll take them at the appropriate time, all right? Your questions will be fielded. Also as well too, we always like to continue the conversations in Slack after the meetup. So feel free to jump down on there as well. Both these two fabulous people will definitely be able to answer your questions there. Um, so feel free to get involved in the conversation there as well. That being said, I don't know who wants to go first. Maybe we can start with, uh, with Rin. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you got involved in, in programming, um, how you reached the Kubernetes world, and, and how you are in the position you're at today? Yeah. Um... I got started contributing to Kubernetes in 2018. Um, I was a table lead at the KubeCon Diversity Luncheon Act for KubeCon Seattle. And since then, that kind of um, ramped up to um, speaking at the Contributor Summit in 2019. And um, I also gave a talk at KubeCon EU Virtual 2020. Um, so it all got started just by um, being at the Diversity Luncheon Hack and doing some peer mentoring, actually, which is how I met Savitha. It was peer mentoring, and I love it. It's great. Very, very good. And Savita? So um, I also started contributing during um, 2018. Uh, I all started at KubeCon 2018. So I was as the uh, speed mentoring, peer mentoring, pod mentoring. It, it goes by different names uh, every year, but uh, it was one of the mentoring sessions and that's what got, got me started. And from there, I have uh, explored the ecosystem, the help of the community. I have been a release team shadow. I am actually uh, leading a sub project now and uh, mentoring activities and uh, so on. So we will explore uh, a bit detail uh, throughout the session. 
um and um we are super excited Rina and I are super excited to be here all right awesome so Moving on. So real um, quick, I'll tackle this one. Yeah, you're going to notice probably that these slides are kind of bare bones compared to others you might have seen. There's no, there's no, um, there's not a lot of pretty pictures. It's not an interesting font. That's really actually intentional. Um, we'd really like to improve the presentation's accessibility and overall readability. And there will be a transcript of this presentation after it's aired. And if you like our minimalistic looking slides, you can let us know on Twitter. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> Thank you, Bart. So um, starting with contributing to community. So whenever uh, any of my family member or non-tech friends who ever ask me, like, what do you do with uh, open source? When I mention open source attributions, I explain it to them in this way. It's like volunteer uh, experience, but for software, it gives me the same joy and satisfaction. So that's what all contributing to Kubernetes is all about. I get all the satisfaction. I am so happy at the end of the day that something tiny that I did is going to help so many other people. It just doesn't help the um, personal, um, professional career growth. It also helps on a personal basis. So take for me, uh, I'm an example that I... Um, get anxious and I have done any presentation, but here I am pushing the limits and all with the support of the community and especially my co-presenter, I should thank them. Um, so th th this is what the community does. And it's like the success of the Kubernetes, I would say lies in the community. Um, uh, I, I let Rin add to it. Absolutely, the success of Kubernetes is in the community, I mean, Sure, contributing to open source is great. We all love Kubernetes, but in the end, we're here for the community and we're here for our friends that we made along the way. And I've met so many wonderful people like Savita, like Bart, through Kubernetes. And I don't come from a technical background. I'm a non-traditional student. I was 30 when I got my degree. And um, I think that it's really important to recognize that you don't necessarily have to have a background in computer science. You can have a background in product management. You can have a background in communications and you can still contribute. And uh, you'll find people that are welcoming and friendly and that you can um, get started regardless of where you come from. There's still a place for you in open source, no matter what you, no matter what your skill set, you can bring something to open source and your contributions will be valued. And it's very, very important that we have everyone from all walks of life in these communities because that's how they grow and that's how they improve. I, I, I totally agree. So I, I come from a tech background, but the things that I want to do in Kubernetes is all non-tech. I am super interested in doing documentation, doing mentoring, which brings me so much joy uh, at the end of the day. And that's what's important. And for me, community is what keeps me going. And uh, when the pandemic started, I actually turned towards Kubernetes community. They actually got me going a little bit. I mean, I was struggling with so many uh, stuff around that time. And I was a part of the release team. I think it was 1.18. And um, it's, it's, it's what helped me actually to pull me together and then um, um, keep me going. So um, I, I couldn't stress enough that uh, um, communities, community is one of the best. Um, and um, Ren and I uh, met um, 
at a uh, mentoring session and we meet every year at the mentoring session so we are always at the mentoring table and that was that is like one of our favorite thing to do um and this time we are more happy that we got to be here together again <laughs> this gave us an opportunity to um get in touch with each other more and this is what we love uh and moving on to some of the best practices so so many folks have questions like where do we get started or how do we get started so kubernetes community has put together a great list of uh, things like uh, guidelines and uh, how to build kubernetes if you want to do code contributions or like if you want to do documentation wherever you want to get started so they have this tarot website uh, tarot list of links and uh, text and kubernetes.dev website and that's a very good place to get started and also have some style guide and uh, I when I first made my PR I got stuck into uh, one of the git issues and the community actually helped me so I just posted in one of the slack channels like hey I'm I'm stuck and I just uh, really screwed up one of my um uh, uh pr uh, so who can help and someone actually jumped in and helped and they are one of my mentors still is uh, uh dims i think is very well known in the kubernetes community and he is one of the mentors he is the one who helped me fix a git issue and that's how i got to know more and more people and um as and when i'm going i'm tr uh, trying to stop and remember to pass it along and help in any way that's possible Absolutely. And there's also a great contributor guide that's been put together at Kubernetes.dev. And that's a great place to go and to learn about what is expected of new contributors, how to get started. There's also a really detailed style guide to make sure that your PR that you open actually follows the style guide. So that means it'll get merged. That's really important too. And that um, if you're if you're unfamiliar with Git, I would suggest sharpen your Git skills. Um, remember to squash and commit, and make sure that you're familiar with Git because um, I know I've faced so many <laughs> issues with Git, um, and it's been a real pain point for me as um, learning and understanding Git in relation to Kubernetes. So if you're unfamiliar with Git, I would highly recommend brushing up on your Git workflow and making sure that you are um, aware of how to um, do things in Git in the terminal when you're working with Kubernetes. I totally agree. And if you're stuck anywhere, just don't hesitate to ask oh, anyone in the Slack and someone or the other will always stop by and help you. So um, I'd be, it, it will also be a conversation starter. So um, moving on, um, Rin, do you want to start? Um, Absolutely. So there's a lot of opportunities to contribute to Kubernetes, and there's actually a contributor ladder that um, makes sure that contributors don't just stay at the bottom rung of said ladder. And it's not necessarily a ladder as it is an ecosystem. It's a journey where you start as a member, and then you can move up to a reviewer, an approver, a subproduct owner, technical leads, SIG chairs, mentors, project managers, and so on. There's a lot of places to go once you're a member. You can take this as far as you want. Um, 
As far as imposter syndrome, that's a tough one because a lot of individuals think that they don't have the experience, they don't have anything meaningful to contribute, and they won't necessarily belong. But anything is anything is valued and any contribution is welcome, even if it's just changing a typo, fixing a dead link, or running a test, or just honestly issue triage, move something from one label to another, ask someone, hey, what's the status on this open issue? Saw that it hadn't been moved along in a while. These things all help. And it's still, you can do so much with this and it doesn't have to be some big block of code. It can even, it can be spelling and grammar. It can be anything really. It can be translating Kubernetes um, and into different languages. Localization is huge. Um, we, We always need help with localization. That's really important. And um, they make the Kubernetes community in general makes this really um, accessible with good first issues. Jake asks, how much experience would you recommend before starting out in a member role? (sighs) I will get to that, Jake. That is a good one. I'll put a pin in that for the end of the conversation. Um, Mentoring opportunities. There's There's so many mentoring opportunities available. There's office hours for many of the Kubernetes SIGs. There's Meet Our Contributors. There's one-to-one hours. There's shadow programs. There's the new contributor workshop. And of course, during KubeCon, there's pod mentoring. So there's a lot of opportunities to get help if you're stuck. Talk to somebody if you need it and get to ask other contributors questions. Meet Our Contributors is great. And um, there's, there's a lot of places that you can go to get started on your contributor journey for sure. So um, one of the things that Arin mentioned that fixing a dead link, and that was my first PR ever. I fixed a dead link uh, in the documentation website, and that's how I got started. When it got March, I got just enough confidence that I didn't stop walking back. And uh, um, so no no contribution is small whatsoever. You Anything is welcome. Even commenting on an issue or an idea, you don't have to be a member to comment on an issue or a PR uh, talking about your ideas. You can put them on Slack channel, um, reach them, reach the reach the owners out if you want to talk to them in person. Like if you feel that Slack channel is a wide audience, you can always ping one on one. So it's uh, the opportunities are unlimited. Um, when I started, I was just going to some of the meetings for a really, really long time because I didn't know uh, what to do. And I had the imposter syndrome and, and in my own way that I was thinking that I'm not good enough or this is so much huge. I don't know where to start. I, I don't have enough knowledge and everything. But all it took was just one PR fixing a dead link. Um, uh, and that, that's all it takes. Uh, that, that's uh, so. Don't hesitate. So the things that I learned is that not to hesitate when you need help or when you are feeling stuck, when you feel overwhelmed. Sometimes the Kubernetes as a code base could be overwhelming. It's just not the code, the ecosystem. When you're looking at the Slack channels, there'll be like so many channels, and it could be a lot. But just start somewhere small. And go from there, where whatever that you like, uh, you'll find your way uh, one way or the other. If you don't like something, you can always move on to the next. And uh, if you have ideas, you can just uh, start your own uh, um, start your own things. Agenda, you can have agenda, you can propose them to a SIG, you can start um, tracking them, or uh, there are like so many ways. Um, all, all you have to do is just, um, Tell your thoughts out loud. 
so um, so many people uh, have questions. What is a SIG? Uh, SIGs are nothing like uh, verticals. Think, think them like verticals, uh, and they are they specialize in one part. Like for an example, there is a SIG for contributor experience. There is a SIG for usability, and they specialize in those areas. SIG for networking. Um, a seek for security and one takes care of the release. So they are like verticals, but there are also some things called working groups. They work across the six so that uh, like they act as a liaison between two different six basically. So um, a SIG is nothing but a area that is specializing in one of the verticals. And uh, we, we would suggest like if you're interested and you want to know and uh, just go through the list of all the special interest groups. And if something uh, is interesting or appealing to you, go to their meetings. If it doesn't happen in your time zone, there is always meetings um, which you can catch up on, or you can just stop by their Slack channel and say, hi, I'm new and I'm looking for this. I'm looking to contribute. Where do I get started? How do I get started? Someone or the other will always be there to respond or um, chat with you about it. Uh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. The first step is definitely to um, look at that list of SIGs and definitely go to the meetings. And um, they also usually have um, documents that you can drop um, questions in asynchronously. So even if you can't be there, if you put in a question, someone will answer it and then you can watch the recording in your time zone and you'll see the answer to your question hopefully got answered. So that's really neat too. They do try to encourage asynchronous communication, which is awesome. There's a lot of SIGs. So um, that's one of just one of the big ways to get started is to look at the list. And if one catches your eye, definitely drop by their Slack and introduce yourself. Say hello. Don't be shy. There's a lot of people that are just waiting to meet you. Uh, I totally agree. So we have listed out some of the uh, SIGs that we participate in. These are not the only available ones, but these are the ones that we are currently participating. Um, just, just to highlight what kind of things do and um, um, starting with contributor experiencing. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Contributor Experience SIG is full of wonderful people working together to improve the contributor journey in Kubernetes. So if you were also like me, you'd like to make the contributor experience more accessible and more welcoming for new contributors, definitely check out the Contributor Experience SIG. And there's also the Release CI Signal SIG, which is a SIG release sub-project. And I'm looking at their meetings, and I'd love to someday be a release shadow. Savitha, on the other hand, is Awesome, and is already a release lead shadow for Kubernetes release 1.21, which I'm pretty sure is the current one, and it is her fourth release cycle. That is that is wow. That is awesome. Talk about that a little bit, Savitha. I'm intrigued. Yeah, sure. So um, when I started out small, uh, so I got to know about the release team uh, in one of the mentoring sessions in 2018, and then I came back. I looked uh, around the meetings for about six months, and Every release cycle has a shadow application. 
um, apply to be so release team is made up of various sub teams um to um i'm just taking a step back and uh, explaining uh, how it has like four or five sub teams and uh, they have shared shared opportunities for every sub team and the release team and uh, that is open for anyone you don't even have to have any kind of experience it can have multiple levels of experience you can be an expert you are just starting out you know anything at all you want to launch oh, it's not limited to any it's it's not it's not limit any kind of like oh you sh- you should have the set of um knowledge beforehand to apply so it's all op- it's open to anyone and everyone so i applied and um uh i didn't get through the two cycles and that was 1.14 and 1.15 and then i took a uh, pause uh, i paused it and i focused uh, my interest in understanding the documentation kubernetes website how to contribute and everything and i applied again 1.18 uh, and that's when i got selected as a shadow for the documentation and i led the 1.19 documentation sub team um which was fun to some of the longest release ever because that's when the uh, shutdown and the pandemic started so the release went on for like 6 months um i learned a lot uh, more than learning technical things i learned how to be empath- empathetic to others how to be a good um team lead uh, a team is made up of not just leader it's just all about the uh, team and uh, i i learned um, all those things and i made many friends along the way and some memorable uh, uh, memories that i get to share uh, and cherish so those are the highlights of my 1.19 cycle and for 1.20 and 1.21 i am continuing my position as a lead shadow um uh and uh, uh It, it's been amazing for uh, I, i get to learn everything uh, something new every day one of the things that rin mentioned is ti signal which i am very very interested in so um i i get to learn a little bit about it i um I, someday i am um, i want to focus and i want to contribute to that project uh, someday when i have time but uh, that's that's in my radar too so um It, it's a fun team and it's a fun place and uh, a good opportunity to know about the entire ecosystem and you get a hang of uh, what various other uh, portions of kubernetes um, uh, kubernetes is like doing or what what or what what how to how they actually work together and uh, also to know learn about the release process like how a feature is uh, feature starts out and it moves to the alpha phase and then it moves to beta phase and then it stays there for a couple of cycles and when it meets the graduation criteria it becomes graduated and the cycle repeats all over again so it's it's all uh, good to learn and get to be a part of i um, enjoy doing that um and the next project and i'm i'm involved multiple other places and in um one of the highlight of last year is that uh six security so they fully six security is one of the newly formed six it was formed last year and they had various sub projects and uh i volunteer to um 
lead one of them and that is like a documentation to project which is actually aiming at improving the security related documentation of the Netis website. The goal or the vision is to make it a one-stop shop for all community security related things. Um, so moving on, code contributions. Um, Rin, do you want to talk about it? Or? Yeah, I can tackle this one. Yeah, definitely. So if you know already what you're interested in, in terms of contributing to Kubernetes, you can check the GitHub repository, like we said, and see if there's a SIG. And then hopefully there will be some good first issues for you to claim and start working on. So if you claim an issue, it's best to check in, make sure that you're making steady progress as time permits. But if you find yourself unable to continue to work on it, it's you can just leave a comment and unassign yourself from the issue. And I'd like to also note that there's no shame in pausing your open source contributions if you are burnt out or if you no longer wish to contribute to Kubernetes, just let somebody know you nobody is like required to be here. We're in a pandemic. Um, so um, definitely don't um, burn out just trying to contribute to open source. It's really, um, we're all really welcoming here and we understand that there's a lot going on right now. So don't feel pressured to keep contributing. Um, real life always comes first. And it's super important to realize that you are, you're still going to be welcome if you take a break and come back. That's what happened to me. I took a break, I came back and everybody has been super nice, um, which is really fun. So there's no, there's no pressure. There's no time limits. You can do what you can. And it's good if you claim an issue to make some steady progress on it, but nobody's expecting you to turn around in a day either. So set a realistic goal and make progress as you can. And you'll, it'll be, it'll be more than enough. And we're grateful for your help. And as always, um, definitely check out good first issues or if there's something that you know that you can absolutely fix and it's open, feel free to claim it. It's all yours. Yeah, um, uh, I totally agree that no one's asking. Um, it's not like, um, so if, if you feel overcommitted, um, you can always share the load. It's not like one person needs to work on one thing. You can always work with multiple people on the same issue or PR and uh, um, the one one thing that I would say is that you can easily over, end up overcommitting too many things because this is a land of opportunity. So you would find so many things and I've been there. Like I have said, oh, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this and I overcommitted. And the end of the day, I feel like, oh my God, I have so many things on top of my day job. And it's it's, and I know I had to take a step back and you let the folks know, hey, this is what I'm focusing on right now. It, this is what I cannot do. And the community is super appreciative and they are really supportive as well. They are like, when you want to come back, uh, they um, welcome you with open arms, like Rin said, and, uh, and you make friends for life. Um, that's one of the highlights. And uh, also, it, it can be like, yeah, this is overwhelming or like, I, I think I cannot do this right now or I need help or I have done only half the work and I want to just uh, move on and do something else. And you can give your work to someone else and they can just carry forward. Uh, it, it's totally cool. Um, so coming mm -hmm. to non-code contributions, right? So, so how many... Uh, 
folks like me i am from tech background but i'm not interested in code contributions that much because i do it as part of my day job i don't want to do something else uh so this is where i got to um issue triage is where rin and i uh started working right there was a country bex issue triage subgroup or group and uh, um we started out there um working together and uh when uh, it's all about uh triaging issues like you go and look at the issues and see if they are stale or if they need attention you just give someone the nudge people are busy folks are always busy and they would have noticed that they want to reply to something but they have forgotten or something had um come up on their way so you always just reach up to them and nudge them in a little gentle way that hey um, are you still working on it do you want to assign yourself or what is the progress and blah 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 you would just ask about it and um, if they say that oh this cannot happen right now or this is um, no longer an issue so you just close it so these are the tiny little things and this really helps maintain a very healthy queue um for the kubernetes issues and uh, prs and you don't keep the outdated old uh, old problems in place and you can just pay way for the new new issues new features to come through and um, i i feel like this is one of the most important work that you can do and you don't have to know about code yeah i agree issue triage is so important issue triage is beyond important is the most important thing you can do because it helps to reduce the workload for everyone if things can get closed from backlog if things can get moved forward if they can be reassigned or reprioritized this is it's such it's such an important thing and it really matters and it really makes a difference so issue triage I would highly recommend um another thing people can do is documentation write the docs um it's just one of those things where you we've all read um bad documentation and we know what that looks like and kubernetes is an example of pretty solid documentation and everyone can help us keep it that way um there's always there's always something that needs changing there's always something that needs updating um there's typos there's dead links there's new things to add there's things to take away you can help us keep it that way by helping write the docs there's sig docs feel free to get involved come say hi um there's also other community contributions like the kubernetes contributor spotlight those are those are fun and then again like i mentioned earlier localization helping us get the kubernetes documentation available in more languages um i'm not sure how many languages kubernetes is available in right now but i'm pretty sure that it's at least more than 5 um so that's really that's a fun one if you speak a different language definitely other than english um if you speak a language that is not english feel free to check if there's a localization effort for the kubernetes docs in your um language that you speak fluently that is not english <laughs> whatever that may be um i know that there's a current task to translate the kubernetes documentation i believe into mandarin um i am not sure i'm pretty sure that somebody has also i think there were rumblings around portuguese at one point but not positive um but i know mandarin is a definite um which has really been interesting to watch take shape and um yeah that's that's a big one localization is big and there's also the upstream marketing team and contributor communications team which is a kubernetes contributor experience sub project if you are interested in things like social media blogging etc you can join the upstream marketing team and help with their efforts they would love to have you 
There's also program management. And one of our amazing PMs um, at Kubernetes is Lori Apple. And if you don't know Lori Apple, you should because Lori is a wonderful human being. Um, and the project managers help to help the teams in Kubernetes manage that project board and they drive that project forward. And it's um, a really wonderful skill that we desperately need and every open source project needs, but Kubernetes more so. And another thing you can do is mentor. You can volunteer to be a mentor or sign up to be a mentee at KubeCon. There's um, the person you would get in touch for that with that is usually Wendy West. And Wendy is amazing. And you will see the mentoring um, call go out usually on the KubeCon Twitter or the CNCF Twitter. And you check those and it'll say, sign up to be a mentor at this link. And it'll be a Google form. You just fill it out and you can sign up to be a mentor. But if you're interested in being a mentee, you can fill out a similar form and ask your questions and say, here's what I'd like to know. Here's what I'm interested in. And they will assign you a slot. So it's a really painless process. And that's another huge thing that you can do is mentor, give back some of your time. There's usually two slots. It's about three hours of your day and it's really worthwhile. And I highly recommend it. I do it every year and it's my favorite thing about KubeCon. Absolute favorite thing. Yeah, I, I couldn't stress enough that um, I am I started out as a mentee, so I'm here. Um, it's really important. And it doesn't have to be even just the sessions. You don't have to wait for the sessions. You can always reach out to someone in Slack or there are like subscribe to KDev uh, mailing list. Um, there have been so many mentorship opportunities and get posted there. Um, one of the things that I took advantage of is a, a working group called Component Standard. They were converting some of the Kubelet um, config into flags, and uh, they were providing mentorship. They were providing guidance. They explained everything. Matt Dolphin and Lee Capley, one of the, they both are awesome, and uh, they, they were there, and they are still um, they still have office hours. So many other SIGs have office hours. You can take advantage of office hours and um, ask your questions there. Um, and uh, to add to Rin's point on the localization, it's really huge. If you're if you speak a language, um, if you know how to write and speak a language, and uh, you think it's not there in the localization, and you think you can devote some time, and you can even get a localization started for the language. Um, you need a um, couple of other people um, to uh, share the load and review the PRs uh, like that. But anyone can get a localization started if there is enough interest and if there is enough uh, uh, perseverance because the project in, in itself it can be a little bit um, uh, huge and uh, commitment is needed there uh, because you're starting out on a language and you want to attract more people on the language and uh, you want to get the going. Um, but it's fun and there is all it's it's a sub project right now of Sig Docs and feel free to stop by and check it out. Brad Topol is the one who's leading it, I think, and with Ivy. Um, so th this. There are a lot of non-code things that you can do. And uh, like these are some of the highlights. Um, and there are more as well. Um, and sometimes there is event management, right? When there is actually in-person or the KubeCon comes around, there is this event, events team, which is responsible for um, doing some of the event-oriented stuff. So th there is something or the other and so many more. Um, so if you're interested, just 
stop by the Slack or come to one of the mentoring sessions or tweet at people and someone or the other will, will, will share the experience and um, uh, that could spark a conversation. Um, it, it could even be a new thing that uh, we start uh, supporting or doing together. And um, so um, we have listed out some of the additional resources. Rin, um, do you want to? Yeah, absolutely. If you go to Kubernetes.dev and you find Savitha and I in the crowd on the landing page, send me a message on Twitter. I will send you a sticker. <laughs> it will be, it'll, it's like, uh, where's Waldo for Kubernetes.dev? <laughs> um, and you can find Kate's contributors on Twitter and, of course, Kubernetes.io. Check that out. If you want to join the Slack and you're not already there, go to slack.kates.io and sign up. And then, of course, there's the KDev Google group. Always can check that out as well. There's so many additional resources, but these are the main ones I would highly recommend. So give these a look. And like I said, if you find Savitha and I in the crowd on the landing page, DM me. You'll get some Kubernetes stickers. Yay. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'll, I'll take a sticker. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll send you a sticker. I'll take a sticker. Sorry, Samitha, what were you going to say? Uh, oh, definitely. I, I was going to say that I am a sticker nerd. So I just have, I, I love stickers. So there are so stickers out there, I'm there. So, <laughs> so many. <laughs> there are many to collect. Anyway, um, that was a fantastic presentation. It was a lot. There's obviously there's a lot in there. All right. There's a, there's a lot of different things that we can touch on. Um, so I've got some questions. We had some other questions come up, but one thing that I just want to touch on is, you know, uh, for folks out there that are, it's kind of interesting. We had, we had kind of both sides. 2021 is obviously going to be a challenging year. Um, we're all in different phases with wondering about vaccines and can we go outside and can we do this? Can we do that? So I think on the one hand, the you know community aspect that we see here through contributing to Kubernetes is extremely positive, knowing that you have people out there who are going to be asking how you're doing. On the other hand, though, we can see the risk of you know burnout or being stretched too thin. I'm just saying, in terms of time commitment, we saw lots of different ways that folks can get involved. But as a what would we say as as a reasonable amount of time commitment, how many hours a week would we be thinking about? Um, if someone wants to get in on, on let's say, on a SIG um, or, or just checking out the, the, the landscape, just to be fair, you know, to be fair to ourselves, how much, how many hours a week should we be thinking about? Obviously, I'm sure you can give as much as you want, but um, what would normally be expected of somebody? Either the one. The thing that would be, I would say at the very bare minimum would be to attend the weekly meeting and that's an hour usually. Okay. That's the base, base commitment one hour <laughs> and, and, one and hour would you life. recommend and would you <laughs> when and we think about all the other things we've done with one hour of our lives i think that's that's know, more right? than manageable but Rin, with that in mind and i yeah. think also i think also as well too and because you as also mentioned that you're lurking currently in a different thing is that i i imagine for some folks as a as a i guess we could say like a bit of a softer landing attend a few meetings kind of see how things are working and then you can kind of decide based on that where you might be useful or what's the best way to help out right yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, another thing is that you did mention mentioning the weekly meeting, and you also touched on these things being asynchronous. Both of you are based in the U.S., but in terms of people in different countries, different time zones that you've interacted with, um, where do where do people? I mean, 
I imagine we're talking about people all over the world, right? I have an answer for this, but I also want to hear what Savitha thinks. So, <laughs> Savitha, let's see if our answers match. I bet. So, uh, def- uh, so I- I'll give the go first. So, um, for example, release team, the current release team is geographically divorced. So we are tackling the uh, issue with having uh, meetings that spread across uh, different time zones. For example, we have two different meetings, one's one for US and EU folks, uh, and the other one that covers APAC and EU. So we have alternate meetings. Um, so most of the six, even six countries doing, and they, they are, I also saw a mail today that they have been moving to async communication. So we post all the sub- updates and stuff in a Slack channel or a HackMD page, uh, whichever is uh, convenient for that particular SIG or particular team. Um, and uh, some of the sub-teams might have their own channel on their own. So th- that's the way that we communicate. We are not hoping that everyone either, someone who is in Apex or Australia or somewhere in Japan stays up really late to attend a meeting that's happening in the US time. Um, so if they can provide the updates, it's uh, good. Or if not, we always communicate and uh, Slack messages, Slack threads, and um, that's how we keep the async communication going on. Um, I, I want to say it has gotten a lot better. Uh, so the meetings are, these days the meetings have uh, taken uh, consideration of who are who the participants are, where they are from, how to make it more effective so that they don't have to uh, spend, like go to, like if, if they are somewhere on the, around the world, they shouldn't be staying up late just to attend the meeting. So it's it's been, um, there have been efforts and uh, I, I want to say we, we are the successful to an extent um, getting this async uh, con, uh, communication going. Um, Ren, do you, do you have anything to add to that? I do. I was going to say, um, there's an APAC meeting for a lot of things right now. And I'm absolutely um, having a geek out moment because I just saw Divya Mohan in the chat. And Divya is one of our Sigalese friends. And also, <laughs> so an, and also an amazing person who I'm hoping to get on the meetup in the next month. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Divya's great. Um, yeah, but these are APAC. And um, yeah, Contrabacks actually, I think, just announced like literally before this meetup started that they're archiving one of the contract channels and moving to async and literally it's just going to all take place in slack and google docs there's not going to be any meetings as far as i'm aware someone can correct me if i'm wrong but as far as i am aware contracts is moving to entirely asynchronous communication which i think is a very important thing to do um, especially with the contributor experience because um, that sort of thing is so important and there's so many people that are involved to make that experience better that having that communication go asynchronous is um, allowing more people to contribute and to say this part of the process might be challenging for me and having that um, opportunity to say things that are on their mind that they might not necessarily feel comfortable saying on a meeting in zoom they can type it easier than they can say it so it gives people an opportunity to say what's on their mind and to have that sort of um, opportunity for sharing and for presenting things that may be challenging for them in a way that's also welcoming so that they can get those addressed without having to put themselves on the spot in a zoom chat 
Definitely got it. Makes sense. Um, other thing to, to, to keep in mind or just curious about, uh, I think I read online. Uh, I'm just curious, quick, 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 quick quiz. Question. How many contributors are there nowadays uh, for Kubernetes? I've, when I check, yeah, a lot. Okay, that's a good start. Hey, guys, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if anybody wants to Google it right now, you can feel free. But I was checking earlier, and my numbers could be wrong. But I saw thirty-five thousand. That's pretty. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. 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 Uh, um. So I, I and and I want to double check that just in case. So somebody out there can please fact check me if they want. No, but yeah, like I said, if we if we go to Kubernetes.dev, it says yeah, thirty-five thousand plus. Uh, contributors. Um, so that's a huge community. I mean, we're talking about obviously tons of folks from lots of different countries, lots of different languages, backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera. What I want to check on this though, is that which SIGs are the most populous or populated or have the, have the highest amount of people in there and which maybe might need a little bit more love. If somebody out there is thinking about, Hey, I want to maybe want to join a SIG that's a little bit smaller for whatever reason. Um, do we have any numbers on that? Or maybe we should just check. What's like number one oh, that's SIG? That's a good question. That's well, okay. No, like I said, this that's is these are question. these are things we can follow up in Slack and and whatever whenever. Yeah, but, uh, I don't but, know, but I want to find out now. Because yeah, because you know, because really it's interesting. Like, I don't know the, the answer. Sabita, do you know? I don't know. No, no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But yes, this is an interesting question. Let's so that we uh, it's, it's thank you, Mark. Uh, it's it's an amazing way to channel the talent, like. Which needs more, exactly. but more TLC, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's okay. That's fine. We the thing is that's that's we can we can look into that. There's plenty of time um, in the following days. Um, Rin, you mentioned earlier about it's in the importance of sharpening one's Git skills. Um, I know oh, you've mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, good. <laughs> um, would there be any practical tips that you might suggest to be like definitely do this, definitely don't do that? Things that folks should keep in mind. Absolutely. Um, I get and I get, don't get along on the best of days. Um, like I said, I do not come from a technical background, so I am fighting with Git probably on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, and I've learned so much, um, but it's still challenging and you will still run into Git issues. One of the things that you need to be aware of in Kubernetes is that you should squash and commit your commits. And if you don't know how to do that, you're going to end up in a very bad time pretty quickly, um, especially if you don't come from a technical background and you're working in something like VS Code. Um, and even if you're working not in VS Code and you have to do it in your terminal, you should know how to pick commits and squash and commit and how to do that from your command line. Because if you don't and you're having to squash commits and you're having to have that process and you don't know how to do it, it's just going to be really stressful for you. So I would say definitely um, learn squash and commit if you do one thing. Um, if you do one thing, learn squash and commit because you will save yourself a lot of time and a lot of stress. Um, and it's, it's by far the most used thing. And I don't advocate necessarily write, rewriting Git history. It is definitely a choice, and some people don't agree with it. Some people say that defeats the purpose of Git, rewriting history. But Kubernetes does squash and commit, at least in certain areas of the project. That's what they prefer to have done, is that you squash and commit if you're making multiple commits. But again, it is a, it is a distinctive choice to have made, and it's, it's kind of divisive in a lot of circles. But for, for now, I would say 
practice squash and commit. Make sure you understand it. Make sure you can pick a list of commits and make sure that you're choosing the right one and you know how to squash and you know how to choose and you know how to rewrite your Git history if you have to. Very good. Savitha, and anything you would add to that? Yeah. Definitely. Um, always create a branch. Don't work off yeah, of the that. main branch. Yes, hot thing. I Don't you hard create thing. a branch, please. That is like I learned it the hard way. So it's it's a it's it's a good practice. It's one of the best practice to always create a branch and keep your fork uh, in sync with the upstream, so that. Um, uh, so initially, when I started out, I didn't know how to do that. I'll just delete and recreate, which is not the right way to do it. But eventually, I learned how to keep my fork in sync with the upstream and uh, always work off of the branch. I still run into Git stuff, uh, Git issues, uh, you know, one time or the other. Um, if you're stuck, that's okay. Just ask for help. Um, there will be someone. But Rin pointed out all the um, important things uh, that's needed. Squash and comment. Because like, if there are like 35,000 contributors, and if they everyone has like four or five comments for one PR, it's a lot of comments. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah quick is, math. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. No, it, def it definitely is. Um, you know, and, and with that in mind, with, with talking about, you know, the size of the community or things like that, what are things that you would like to see? Obviously, both of you are working very actively. Um, what if, if, imagine, if you had to create a SIG, if there's one that hasn't been created yet, what might that be? Or do we feel like we're quite well covered with these 35,000 amazing human beings across the world and that something will more organically appear? Or is there anything where you said, you know, I definitely would like to see a little bit more of this or perhaps see, like I said, a little bit more love going in one direction or another? I'm hoping to bring something to Contrabex and SigDocs about um, communication methods and understanding that not everybody communicates in the same way. How I communicate and how you communicate may be different and how people interact with one another is different based on their culture, based on their history, based on their background, based on a whole bunch of factors. And that to create a more welcoming community, we should understand that people are going to have a tough time speaking up. Some people might not be extroverted. They might not really want to get out there and be loud and be open. And so I want to bring something together that says, here's how we can nurture the quieter voices and make sure that people are all getting a chance to be heard, even if they're not loud and outgoing on Twitter or on social media, that they have an opportunity to get their voices heard in a way yeah. that is still impactful. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do. Empathy, more empathy-based user experience, we can say, or contributor experience. Experience. Yes. Yeah. I got that. I feel that. Just like, yes, that is my whole that is my whole thing for 2021. Empathy-based user experience. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, but I think also once again, 35,000 people from how many different countries and how many and regardless, you can have two people from the same small town in, in any part of the world, and they might have completely different ways of thinking for tons of different reasons. Um, so I think really sure. keeping that in mind and knowing that you're gonna be interacting with people who see things differently. And that's the good part about this because that makes you a better person, I, I think. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Savitha, uh, what do you? Yeah, Savitha, what do you think? I, I'm. I think Rin's idea is great. I am drawing a blank right now. I'm sorry, but if I think anything, I'm gonna drop in the chat or in DOK Slack channel. Good. Um, no, it's I, all good. I, yeah. Right now, I'm just drawing a blank because I'm trying to think what are all things that already exist and what can be new or it's just a um, 
it's beyond me right now to comprehend. So <laughs> I'm going to give problem. Yeah. plenty of time for later. Just curious as well too, both of you having been involved in, you know, mentorship, menteeship, uh, what are the sorts of things uh, or guidance that, I mean, generally speaking, and of course, respecting confidentiality, what are the kind of questions or, or let's say, uh, you know, subjects that people are trying to tackle inside those spaces related to mentorship? Actually, I think that in the mentoring, there's three different tracks you can choose, right? There's the community, there's the technical and I am absolutely blanking on the third one, but there's three of them. The third one is the career. career. Ah, yes, I knew it was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, and don't wait for it. So today, Rin is my absolutely, mentor, right? No, so uh, uh, no, I have, uh, like I mentioned, I am anxious about presenting and uh Rin has mentored me. You, you, they are amazing. You wouldn't believe that we had three meetings, like 30 minutes, and half of them were just uh, getting me to be comfortable. They have been wonderful. They have been, I'm so grateful that I have so many good mentors in my life. So it's it's not like, wait, don't wait for the opportunity or wait for the time, but that, um, okay, during only mentor, mentoring program that I would get uh, some kind of uh, benefit out of it. It's not true. It's uh, it's always there. Like I love from uh, everyone that I work with in one way or the other. Um, uh, Divya, for example, uh, was a part of 1.18 release team. Um, she, she's been a part of the release cycle three cycles, and I have learned a lot. Uh, she is a force of nature. Um, she's leading comps right now for 1.21, and there's been other people like Anna, and they have been like strong, um, strong, uh, strong personalities. And uh, my, like, you can find mentors um, in day-to-day -day life and you can always learn from them and don't forget to pass it on. So Absolutely. whenever I get the opportunity, I'll definitely pass it on. Um, but um, that's my example, right? I, I just don't wait for the thing to happen. Mm. Take advantage of whatever is uh, right now. Mm. Very good. Rin, anything you'd like to add? Um, I... I would not be here without the mentorship that I've experienced in this community and the friendships. And I'm very grateful to everyone that has given their time and their expertise to help me. And I am very blessed to know such wonderful human beings. And I would be here for hours if I had to name everyone. So <laughs> considering we got four minutes, I'm going to skip that part. Yeah, I would be here for so long. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a great, I think it's a great way to finish up is that basically, you know, the whole thing is, uh, it's all about giving. I mean, I've learned that from the very beginning, Absolutely. from talking to folks in KubeCon, it is all about giving and everybody has something that they can give, all right? Um, and sure. also as a very nice way to, to finish this up, you, both of you uh, have seen our mysterious lurker in the panel who is Angel. But while we have been talking, Angel is someone who has very, very special abilities. And one of them, uh, among many, happens to be art. So every time we have a meetup, we have Angel is creating a beautiful piece of art. Um, and so he creates an artistic summary of all the things that we've been talking about. Well, all the things that you've been talking about. I've just been a mere observer and listener. Um, and so he, he, he does this. And also as well, in talking about language differences, English is not 
Angel's first nor his second language is his third. Um, but uh, he, while listening, and he's been doing with us uh, this with us since the beginning, um, and is occasionally asking me questions like, what's a SIG? <laughs> what's this? What's that? But, uh, but anyway, so he's able to compile all these things and create a very nice visual summary to represent all the things we've been talking about and all the things we, can, we will continue to talk about. Um, I'm extremely energized by this conversation. And I now I have super clear that I my homework is to go home and, and find a way to get more involved. Um, and I'm, I'm very, very uh, feel very supported by all the things you've been mentioning, reaffirming my uh, my comment that I had with Savita before we started about how welcoming this community is. And, and they really mean it. It's not just a slogan or a catchphrase or a hashtag. Like it's a real, real deal thing. Um, so I'm so lucky to have had both of you on here. And I, I don't imagine this is going to be the last time. So we got to start planning the next one. Um, maybe even get more folks on here from, from different things, from different mentorship programs, whatever. Um, and thank you both so very much for your time. And thank you for thank both you. wearing the t-shirts. Thank, <laughs> thank you, you very much for everything. This was a real pleasure. Thank you, Bart, for having us. And thank you, everyone in the community, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. If you have any questions, feel free to talk to us on Slack or to ping us on Twitter. We're always happy to talk or find us in the Kubernetes Slack. Thank you again for your time, and we hope to be back. You definitely will. Thanks so much. Take care, everyone. Have a good one. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.